0: I'm Reverend Dr. F. Willis Johnson, and this is Collage, a podcast of unique combinations of people and conversation on various things that matter and make a difference. There's much that has been said about the need for more participation and and engagement upon all of US citizens, but particularly uh, certain groups of people and certain spaces and places where they live, work, play and thrive. Well, one such community is Flint, Michigan, where life is like most places, not easy, but made even more difficult by the realities of socioeconomic, political, educational, and health disparities. While everything can't be answered in one strategy or by one individual organization, there are some who are taking up the mantle and accepting the challenge and living into the charge of doing what they can, with all they can, uh, as much as they can, for as long as they can. I'm excited to be joined today by a colleague and friend, uh, Brother uh, Patrick McNeil. Brother McNeil is a veteran of the United States Armed Forces. He's a nonprofit executive. He's an ordained uh, clergy, but more importantly on this day, he comes as a representative Uh, in the Office of Director of the North Flint Neighborhood Action Council, an organization that aims to improve the lives of residents and empower their voices in in the effort to revitalize their respective community. Brother McNeil, what's up?
1: Hey, thank you for having me, sir. Great to be with you on Collage.
0: Well, man, we're glad to have you. And more importantly, we're excited about uh, the tremendous work that you have done uh, across the years in your respective roles and responsibilities, but what you're doing now with this great organization and even uh, the uh, the cool crew and uh, 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 group of individuals who, who, who have enlisted with you in your area of the country to do an important work. Now, you're not the only people trying to do such work, but you have some unique things that you're doing that makes your work Uh, both laudable and um, hopefully attractive to other communities. And I'm excited because of the work that, that I'm a part of with Bridge Alliance and other entities that we're able to come alongside and hopefully even lift up higher the work that you're doing. But before we get all the way into that, Uh, Our focus is about community-powered approaches and no greater example than I see than the work that you're doing. So do you mind uh, talking a little bit about what it means to to have this work of community-informed participatory engagement?
1: First and foremost, love and want to thank Bridge Alliance for their support and assistance during this time. Um, One of the things we found out is that um, you can't do this work alone. It's always great to have people partner, walk alongside of you, and encourage you on these journeys that sometimes seem like they long and enduring, but at the end of the day, they are a breath of fresh air um, from the mundane that could happen if you did nothing. So if I had to define community-informed participatory engagement, I would say it this way, is making visible what wants to remain invisible allowing for silence to speak is at the heart of this work. It, it really is allowing that which is invisible, which is the residents, especially those who have been marginalized, who have been set aside. And, 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 you know, the ones who won't, you only come around and talk to them every two or four years, you know, called election time when you need them to vote for you. But when it comes to the things that in imp- improve their lives, it seems like the community gets silent. So what we came up with were like three steps that would really say whether or not the work we were doing was community-informed, participatorily engaging. The first one is this. It's intensive listening that values the input of residents from all walks of life. You have to be willing to allow them to say what's on their heart and hear them in a way where you're not running to question what they're saying or to to listen to respond. You listen to learn. Secondly is it is a commitment to returning to that same community with the data that was collected. So a lot of times what happens is people parachute in the communities, they get what they need for their research and they out. Never coming back or never providing the residents a document or something that they can understand that doesn't have all of the jargon in it and really just boils down, here's what we heard, here's what they said, and here's what they wanna see changed. And then finally, You have to have an advocacy point with this, meaning that after the engagement, you have to have sessions to ensure that the resident's voice is honored and that the recommendations are followed. It is not just information for the sake of information, but it is information for the hope for change. One of the things that you'll have, especially if you come from a place like Flint, is that there are a lot of areas that don't that feel like we've been poked and prodded and that people don't wanna talk anymore. Mm -hmm. That's not true at all. What people don't wanna do is to talk and understanding that the talk is what ends it. The residents wanna be a part of something that enhances their quality of life, not just the areas that everyone goes to, the downtown area or the business district or, or, or those places that always seem to get dollars but they want to see something that's tangible in their own community, in their own backyard, in their own neighborhood. Yeah. And they're willing to participate in it if you're willing to listen to them. Because yeah. if you don't, they'll give you perfunctory answers mm-hmm. and not the ones in which drives the type of change that communities like Flint all over the country need to see happen.
0: Wow. So this idea, and I know it's a tongue twister a little bit or a tongue tire, but this idea of community informed participatory engagement, uh, you've taken it to another level, because if I heard you correctly, there's a lot of activity and there's a lot of buzz uh, around bringing people or, or asking people questions or or investigating and interrogating them and their communities, but there's not a lot of, of opportunity in real space allowed for them to guide or to govern or to really articulate um, fully in their own way in need, what would be useful or even how they can live into it once the questions, the answers, the survey, and the plan has been made.
1: Absolutely. It's, It's literally centering community in the work, right? Understanding that I've come to learn that the person most impacted by the decisions need to have just as much impact on what decision is being made, Mm. right? It's almost like you're going to the doctor, but you're allowing your neighbor to decide what's wrong with
0: you. Mm. Wow! Now,
1: my neighbor has his own set of issues, Mm -hmm. but his issues may not be my issues because I've never told him everything that's going on with me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and, it's, and a lot of times they have practical responses that could lead to lasting change mm-hmm. if people would hear them out. These people are not ignorant or and when I use the word ignorant, I mean, without knowledge, these yeah. people have lived in community for for decades and for generations and for decades and generations, they have gone unheard. Yeah. And and like I said, it is time for us to allow those with the wisdom to share it so that we can get to some tangible outcomes that they own. And see, that's the other part of it. See, change really happens when somebody takes ownership of it. And a lot of times our our political folks are there for political reasons. Mm -hmm. But people who live in community are there because they either choose to live there or they have to live there. And allowing them to be a part of the answer is also the way that they will take ownership of it and move
0: that thing forward on and on. Yeah, yeah, man, it's good stuff, and that's why we're talking about it today. I'm with Patrick McNeil, the uh, director of the North Flint Neighborhood Action Council, and there's enough in that name that that explains why you're taking the approaches and the leadership and, the, and creating the space and opportunities that you're doing in Flint. But I, I, if I may, I want to just revisit uh, an earlier point you you highlighted in that one about taking ownership, and I know I I struggle. Uh, in some of the circles that I negotiate uh, around the work of democratic and social uh, engagement and uplift, because there's so much uh, top-down, trickle-down activity that the assumption Mm -hmm. is that um, either certain communities and people are not engaged enough or engaged or active appropriately. And this dovetails from your earliest statement of talking about how people kind of parachute in at particular times, usually within an election cycle of some sort or uh, a legislative, uh, an electoral kind of of timing and responsibility. But um, I've I've championed over the last uh, many years and your work is evidence of this that there are many ways that many communities uh, do engage in democratic and social engagement and uplift that, that, that is not part of the the common um, or the everyday or the institutional definings that, that are a part of it. Help me understand because people want to challenge a place like Flint and look Mm -hmm. at its, It's voter participation or all these other things uh, that are statistical or that are high level. What does uh, a work like this prove about being uh, about uplift around democratic and social uh, involvement and responsibility?
1: You you know, it's it's rather funny. So I always like telling stories because telling stories sometimes tell it better than you could. So I was at this meeting that I was invited to attend. And it was with a group of people who were trying to decide how do we make decisions on making a neighborhood better. It was a neighborhood, if you've heard the, the, the word tipping, had not tipped yet a lot of home ownership in the area, what not have you. And they were talking about things that this neighborhood needed to do. And, and I was concerned because I was listening to them put their bias on that neighborhood. And so so I asked a question, I raised my hand and I said, how many of you would live on this street? Now, I was very familiar with the street in Flint because I actually lived on the street growing up. And, and, and I realized it was one of the better streets in our entire city, let alone the community in which it was. And not one of them raised their hand. And I raised my hand. And they said, you have another question? I said, no, I'm raising my hand to say that A, I would live on this street two that I had lived on this street. And here's what, herein lies the problem. We have people making decisions for a street that they would never live on. So you're bringing what you would want in your community to this community when you don't even value this community enough to say that you would bring you and your family here to have an abode. And that in itself becomes really the problem with residents want people to understand them and their plight. They want people to hear them and not just hear them, but feel them. There is a energy that comes off when you are honoring and respectful and people can pick it up. They'll know whether you're here just to get what you need or to try to help them to get what they need. And I think that's the difference in the way that Community Roots goes about doing his work is because we are of and from community. We never decided that we wanted to leave it, nor the wisdom that we got from it, because we value the people. Oh, there it goes. That's the one word that's missing is valuing the people who live in that community to make the decisions for that community.
0: Wow. So with that being said, I'm sure there's someone uh, listening who's like, either I'm doing that already, or I know somebody that's doing it. What makes the work of the North Flint Neighborhood Action Council, and you referenced uh, also community roots, what makes what you're doing uh, unique in these times, uh, Talk about that. Just who is North? Perfect. And who's community?
1: Great. So I'll do it in (laughs) I'll do it in order you gave it. So the North Flint Neighborhood Action Council was from its inception was built with the idea that residents need to lead its own way of going. So while I'm the director, right? I I I I actually am the leader or whatever, but that ain't where I lead from. So I've learned that the best way to lead is from the middle and from behind. I I lead a group of leaders. I let leaders lead. We make decisions. I help them to understand uh, uh, the jargon. Sometimes I have to translate for them because a lot of times in human services work, we bring our our acronyms and our jargon to the space, not knowing that the people don't understand nothing that you're talking about. So sometimes I'm an interpreter. I'm a grant writer. Uh, uh, Sometimes I'm a a chair stutter-upper. Um, Because if that's what you have to do, because (laughs) what they want to know is, are you in this with me? Right. I remember we were having an event and somebody forgot to cut the grass where the neighborhood gateway sign was. And I went and got a lawnmower from one of the neighbors and I began to cut the grass around the neighborhood gateway sign. Now, here's when I knew where I was. They said, excuse me, who are you? And I said, my name is Patrick and I'm with the North Flint Neighborhood Action Council and I'm just helping out this particular block club. Well, the folks said, Mr. Patrick, it's okay that you're cutting the grass, but can we ask you to stop? And I said, but the grass need cut. They said, I know. We're about to cut it. Hmm. So I stopped cutting. I pushed the lawnmower back to where it was. I came back around there. The guy who who was in the block club, brought me back over there and formally introduced me. And so while they cut the grass, I picked up litter that was on the ground. Now, most people say, well, Patrick, what does that mean? No, when people want to take ownership, let them. When they want to take the lead, let them. And you fall back and do what you can do to enhance the work that they're doing. And that's what I call myself. I, 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 I play the middle and I play the back. Mm -hmm. I don't take pictures. When the newspaper called, you talk to the residents. Uh, If if the TV station want to talk, you talk to the board. Mm -hmm. You don't talk to me because it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about them. And it's about them because what we need is more of them showing up in spaces, not more people like me who just happen to be have been in this field a while and learned a few things. So Mm -hmm. now that's the North Flint neighborhood knack side of it. But then I would be remiss if I didn't talk about community roots too. Because what community roots is, right? Community roots is a community think tank that leverages generational wisdom to emanate disparities through community informed participatory engagement. You already knew that that was about to happen. You
0: must be a preacher, my God. Yeah, I must be.
1: <laughs> so, but what we are are four people who grew up in the poorest zip code in our community. We grew up here. We were, we, our families were here. We had our extended families were here. But yet we didn't get what most people think we got from our community. Some people think equate equality with unhappiness. No, I was a very happy child, still a happy adult. But what they did was they gave us what they had they may not have had a lot of education from the formal sense. But in the words of my mother, they had plenty of common sense. And they would, you would learn from what they said and that now that my mother and my father both have gone on, what I learned is I listen now to what they said more than even when they was here. So my father used to always tell me if it ain't written, it ain't real. And most people say, well, what do you mean by that? No, he understood the value of a contract. He understood the value of you say you gave your word. Where is it written at somewhere, Patrick, that they going to do X, Y, or Z? Where, where, how do you know that you, what are you supposed to stand for? And why are you not writing down what you said? And, and the four of us all messed around and three of us went to the military. All four of us went to the went to um to on to higher education. The majority of us have multiple master degrees, and yet we still have that same humility who grew up on Pulaski, Damon, Bundy, and Lyndon. And if you look behind me, and I don't know if you can see it, well, you guys will be listening to a podcast, <laughs> but there's a pit, there are four pictures on the wall in my office. They are pictures of the front porches from which we grew up on because we knew that wisdom was given in our community from the front porch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it ain't no future in your front. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> According
1: to MC breed, it ain't yeah,
0: a famous Flintstone. Uh, <laughs> if I may say. So with man, that's good because people need to, to know that uh, your work is, is not only, um, led by you but supported in in various ways by other leading lights in your community uh i know people if they want to they can go visit uh and learn more about this great organization the north uh north flint neighborhood action council and then even learn some more about community roots but you can visit north flint n and as in nancy a as in alpha c as in cat org north flint uh, NAC dot and this will be uh, shared in addition to uh, this podcast, uh, where it's posted, so you can follow up. Uh, but I want to get one more question out of you, uh, and 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 let people know that they can continue to learn not only more about this organization, but they can see the fruitfulness of your work uh, in subsequent um, uh, publications uh, attached to uh, not only this podcast but in our, our larger work that's a part of Bridge mm-hmm. Alliance. Let me ask you this. Um, how do communities similar to Flint employ both the uh, like strategy and process um, used by 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 you good folks and uh, your organization? How how can communities like Flint get this uh, in their, into their into the injected into their into the body politic and to the communities uh, that they serve?
1: It's really believing in your community, believing in the residents, believing in the people so that and honoring them for who they are and what they bring to the table. Growing up, my grandmother never had a lot of money. She, Matter of fact, I I think they were one step out of sharecropping, but my grandmother never asked anyone for anything. My grandmother had a simple house. Didn't have a bathroom, an indoor plumbing for her bathroom until the 1970s. She didn't want it. She knew how to walk to the outhouse, and she said it worked great. So the idea was is that they were simple, but yet the wisdom, the love, the concern that they had, she had for each and every one of us. And if I could use her word, she said she always believed that all hern was gonna be okay. <laughs> and, and,
0: and that's the way Translation, she, all of hers
1: there you go yeah, and, yeah, she all of hers. <laughs> and, and for us we have to believe that as a community that our communities have within it the wisdom the knowledge and the understanding to bring about change you don't have to empower people they are already empowered by their creator they just need a way to loose it in positive manners, and that's what we should be helping communities do, to unleash the wisdom that they have, to unleash the knowledge that they have, to unleash the understanding so that they can be, and when they are, and you heard me say it right, I stopped right there, it was so they can be, period. There's no need for anything else. They get to be themselves, and and they get to be the change that they want to see. They don't have to look for nobody else. They are it. Mm -hmm. And whether it's Pookie or Bebe or Ray Ray or, or Uncle Charles or Uncle Willoughby, whoever it is, or sister, it doesn't matter. Anyone can be a part of this if you believe in them and are willing to sow in them the things that they don't have because they already got what it take they just need somebody to hear them yeah and and the only way you can hear someone is to listen and listen well
0: well i have enjoyed listening to you my brother i've enjoyed not only listening but walking this journey with you and your crew uh at uh the uh, North Flint Neighborhood Action Council as well as the 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 homeboy uh circle that makes up uh, community roots, and I, and one day maybe I grow, uh, I grow uh, worthy enough to hang out with the Flintstones for real. If you ain't from the hood, you don't know what we say in here. But you can go back and and research that. But more importantly, I'm excited about not only what you've done, but what you're yet to do, and the fact that you have so many foundation and community partners who have seeded your work and supported your work in Flint, and then now having some national connections. I'm excited about. How uh, in the coming uh, months of 2024 you will be able to share and hopefully um uh seed uh a lot of this this practice um into some other places. For those who again want to learn more, visit uh the uh the website that will be uh, uh attached with this this posting, Uh, also be on the lookout as we uh, hope to support uh, their work further by sharing their forthcoming Document reporting and and uh, uh, delineating uh, not only the journey and the the process but but how it can be furthered in other places. I believe that's titled the playbook. It's coming forth real soon, and so we're just glad that we're able to to know you to be a part of what you're doing, but also uh, help other spaces and places become community-powered, because that is uh, the change that is necessary and the the strategy that I believe, we believe, is going to be most effective. Again, Brother McNeil, thank you, my brother.
1: Thank you, Willis, and again, thank Bridge Alliance, and thank you folks for listening. Please, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We are willing to share what we have.
0: Right on, right on, right on. Well, I hope you will join me again soon for this podcast and help make a more beautiful, colorful, and perfect collage.